Hello and welcome to the Truth Labyrinth Podcast. My name is J.R. Everhart. Some call me minister, others call me pastor, most call me friend. Today we are going to dive into a uh, subject that uh, I just most recently was working through in my own personal time with God and in recovery. Um, And it speaks to the idea of having all or nothing thinking. And I've kind of been a all-or-nothing kind of person um, for many years of my life. I really felt like that that was something that I really held on to that, that made me a good person because I was all-or-nothing. Either I gave all or I didn't give any, you know. And I, And somehow in my distorted thinking, I thought that I was really just communicating to people that I wanted to give 150% to everything that I did. Um when in reality, what I was doing is kind of just setting myself up for failure because when you're an all or nothing thinker, you tend to create a standard of living and, um, you know, things like that, that no one can live up to. You know, I don't even think, you know, the most perfect together, well-adjusted person in the world could live up to some of the standards that we, we set for ourselves. And uh, this thinking is really destructive in, in uh, eating away and eroding at our self-image and in um, our identity in Christ, you know, and things like that. So that's what we're going to touch on today, and we're going to hopefully leave you with some positive tips on how to deal with this and how to break the uh, cycle of failure that comes with all-or-nothing thinking. So I guess where we start is just with the with the simple stuff. You know, we're all human. You know, and we all make mistakes. Sometimes we make big mistakes. Um, No one is exempt from this. But it seems to be a trend, especially on social media, for people to troll other people's, you know, Facebook profiles and things like that, looking for grammar errors or fact-checking everything. And they kind of feel like they're the social media police and, um, you know, they get some kind of buzz from correcting other people usually because they're miserable in their own lives, um, as if they're the beginning and the end of all that is correct on social media. Uh, Yes, there are stupid people in the world that do stupid things, and we all have to learn to navigate through those twists and turns and mountaintops and valleys of uh, dealing with the people around us. But, you know, the reality of it is, is we all stick our foot in our mouth from time to time, every single one of us. Um... And, you know, that kind of criticism comes from the all-or-nothing thinker, you know, or some people will describe this way of thinking as black-and-white thinking. Um, This world is is full of a thousand shades of gray and is not as black-and-white as the all-or-nothing thinker sees it. Uh, We all need room to be human. And what I found is that people that are most critical of others are the most unhappy unsatisfied people in the world. Uh, They can't find satisfaction in anything because their focus is constantly on what's wrong with the world around them. Um, You know, there's the old saying of stopping and smelling the roses. You know, the all-or-nothing thinker tends to be so focused on the negative things of this world or the negative things they're trying to avoid in this world or in many cases really just trying to avoid being seen in some sort of wrong like having made a mistake or something like that, that they are totally blinded of the beauty that is around us, the beauty of who they are, 
and the beauty inside the people that they think are so stupid or are so ridiculous, you know, that they have to interact with every day. It's kind of like the the person with road rage. They get on the road and they say, you know, I don't have an anger issue. Um, it's all the other people on the road that don't know how to drive. When really, it really does come back to us, you know, and our perception of the other drivers on the road. Everyone needs grace and mercy on the road. Um, and believe me, I'm, I struggle with that as much as the next guy. Out of this feeling of discontent comes a desire to make uh, everyone else see how flawed they are so the all-or-nothing thinker can feel better about their own misery. So basically, the all-or-nothing thinker is constantly trying to drag everyone into their pit, you know, because they beat themselves up to the point to where they realize that if they're going to be wrong, then the only way they can accept the fact that they're wrong is if they can prove that the rest of the world is wrong too. Because they think being seen in some sort of wrong or in some kind of failure is a sign of weakness. And that's really not the case. Um, all in nothing thinkers see themselves either as altogether and wonderful or wretched and worthless. This is how they see the world around them as well. People are either brilliant or stupid. There is no in-between. Uh, when in reality, life is all about those thousand shades of gray that is in between the brilliance and the stupidity. Um, when in reality, all people are both and require grace and mercy to deal with on a day-to-day basis. We all have seasons in our lives of victory and defeat. No one is exempt from this. Um, so if your approach to life is black and white, uh, you're going to have a walk full of frustration and drama. Um, it never fails. The people I deal with that are all or nothing thinkers have the highest levels of dysfunction in their household. You know, they rarely have any kind of peace or harmony in their household. They usually struggle with uh, anger issues. Perfectionism comes hand in hand with this all or nothing thinking mindset. Um, it really is a road of dysfunction and a road of, um, you know, just insanity that you get stuck in. You know, um, you can't tear someone down one minute and then expect them to show you grace and mercy the next. Um, most do not respond well to the criticism that the all or nothing thinker is constantly, you know, bringing them to. Uh, all or nothing thinkers always argue unfairly and unreasonably looking to hurt people rather than resolve issues. Let me say that again. The all or nothing thinker always argues unfairly and unreasonably looking to hurt people rather than resolve issues. Uh, many times uh, they rehash old arguments indefinitely. Uh, they never resolve anything. It's just an open wound they pour salt in over and over. Uh, this way of thinking can be hard to identify because these thoughts become so familiar in a person's day-to-day life that it just seems normal. This is a distorted distortion of one's thinking. Uh, it's only through the loving and gentle support of a group uh, or a sponsor that the all-or-nothing thinker can get honest reflections of themselves from others helping them realign their thinking in a healthy way. Uh, this is why having a sponsor is so important in self-development. Um, we all need an unbiased person looking into our lives, showing us things 
we become blind to. It's sort of like becoming nose blind to an odor in your home or workplace. Uh, it's not until an outsider steps into your mess that they can say, wow, that smells really bad. And let me inject this into that. I have seen many, many times people sat and pray and and really beg God to send people into their life to to help them, help them get sober, to help them, you know, break this kind of you know uh, negative habit patterns of the, in their life of all or nothing thinking or anger management or perfectionism or you know things like that. And then when God sends them people in their life and they start making them feel uncomfortable because they're challenging them then they want to run and they want to be a victim and they want to say, oh, this person was so mean to me and this person was this and this person was that, when really what they're challenging you with is exactly what you need to hear. So you need to not be a big sissy baby and run away from it. You need to embrace it and allow growth to take place. There's nothing worse than praying for God to help you and then when he sends somebody to help you, you say, no, Lord, I don't want this person. You know, well... God can't grow you if he can't challenge you, you know? So that, and I teach this in our recovery group all the time. Until you get comfortable with the uncomfortable growth process, you're not really going to get where you need to be, you know, in uh, in your recovery. Because growth always comes with suffering. It just does. You know, I just most recently went through a situation in my life where, I, I made some really stupid mistakes, and it cost me dearly, and um, that was not comfortable, but God used that situation to pull purpose out of it and to help grow me, you know, so I'm thankful for it, even though it's still uncomfortable to to just even stop and think back about it. So make sure that you're understanding that you know, when you surround yourself with you know, godly people who are going to try and challenge you and try and help grow you, that that is not always going to look like a pancake breakfast or a spaghetti dinner at church. You know, many times it's going to look like hard pills of truth that are jagged and hard to swallow, but very necessary in order for your healing to take place. The Bible says that when we confess our sins to God, he forgives us, but that when we confess our sins to one another, he heals us. So it's through that that connecting process of being with a sponsor and an accountability team that uh, we find healing. All or nothing thinkers takes uh, thinking takes years to overcome. This is not an easy thing to uh, deal with. Um, I know in the ACA program, many times they allude to the idea that it takes about 10 years to work that program correctly. Uh, when you, I kind of look at it like this. If I've spent I'm 47 years old now, and I didn't get into recovery until I was about 39 or 40. So if I spent 40 years of my life polluting my thinking, you're not going to reprogram yourself overnight. There are no quick fixes in any of this. It is a progressive process that is always evolving. You are always growing, and God is always continuing to open your eyes to new revelations about him and about you. Um so you just got to kind of take it one step at a time and, and and wait for, you know, the light to come on as God reveals things to you. Um, so, yeah, pump the brakes and slow down so you can move faster in recovery. Uh, for many of us, uh, all or nothing thinking has become our best coping mechanism. Uh, unhealthy and flawed as it is, 
Um, we use it to gauge our lives and the lives around us. But this mindset promotes self-hatred and robs us from being able to be human. Uh, we have to allow ourselves to make mistakes and learn to forgive ourselves and love ourselves just the way Christ loves us. Inside of our uh, junk and failures are beautiful people just trying to get it right. Life is so clumsy and messy that we lose sight of who we really are. All or nothing thinkers can easily change. Oh, I'm sorry. All or nothing thinking can easily change our identity into a worthless, stupid person that can never get anything right. I cannot tell you how many years of my life that I spent feeling exactly like that. Feeling worthless, feeling stupid, feeling like I just can't seem to get anything right. Everything I seem to put my hand to just blows up in my face or turns to crap. And it just seems like all my friends around me can fall in poop and come out smelling like roses. So when is my ship ever going to come in? And then we start the pity party. And then we play the victim. And then we go to all kinds of negative places that, you know, just feed the denial that we're living in in our lives, which really... The truth is, is that we have this all or nothing mentality and we have standards that no one can live up to. So we need to learn to give ourselves a break. Um, for some of us, this is the inner parent that is saying these things to us. Many of us really struggle in our adult life to, you know, deal with that inner parent that constantly told us we were stupid or constantly told us we couldn't get anything right or constantly made us feel like we weren't enough, you know, but this is not who you are. Let me say that again. This is not who you are. You are a child of the Most High God. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than the evil that lives in this world. Christ died on a bloody cross so that you could stand tall and bold in the face of your mistakes and still shout out victory. Let me repeat that. Christ died on a bloody cross so that you could stand tall and bold in the face of your mistakes and still shout out victory. Guys, there's absolutely no reason for us not to be victorious in this world. Christ paid every price that had to be paid for our mistakes, for our failures, for our sins. All we have to do is learn to live a life of repentance and give ourselves a break. And uh, there's no way we can fail at this. So let's look at some things we can do to break this cycle of all or nothing thinking. Number one, get involved with a support group. I highly recommend Celebrate Recovery. If you are a uh, Bible-believing person or call yourself a Christian, uh, you could probably, you know, um, you could probably go to, to a quick Google search and find a Celebrate Recovery group near you. I, they are literally in tens of thousands of churches all over the country. And... Um, you know, it's just a great place to plug in with people who are recognizing things like all or nothing thinking or anger or control issues and getting together once a week and uh, learning to uh, deal with those negative habit patterns and uh, be able to, uh, you know, start putting things in place to move forward. Uh, surround yourself with people who will challenge you. Remember the conversation we just had? Yeah, God can't grow you if he can't challenge you. So allow yourself and submit yourself to some godly people who can challenge you and help you identify with who you really are in Christ. Uh, people who will love you beyond your junk and get their hands dirty in the mess of your recovery. Um, 
I cannot express how much easier this life is and our walk is when we surround ourselves with uh, an accountability network. Uh, I always recommend same-sex people. Uh, if you're a woman, find other strong women. If you're a man, find other strong men to surround yourself with and a sponsor, someone you can meet with one-on-one and go very deep with and really talk about you know things that have been holding you up. Uh, sometimes you just got to sit down and start talking to even realize what's holding you up. You know, maybe it was something in your childhood. Maybe it was a dysfunctional family situation, or maybe there was a, a traumatic death in the family or, you know, something like that, that, that triggered a lot of these, uh, habit patterns in your life. Number two, start thinking like an actor in life instead of a reactor. Let me say that again. Start thinking like an actor instead of a reactor. Not everything requires a reaction. That is something the all-or-nothing thinker really struggles with because when things don't go their way or when people don't fall into line to how they think the program should be running, they immediately want to react and try and correct everyone's course. Uh, That is not your responsibility to police the people around you. It's okay to not have all the answers. No one does. Remember, you're not that important. There's always an element of puffed-up pride that goes along with the all-or-nothing thinker. Many times they are are lost in a denial-based pride mindset that makes them feel like they're the only ones that have the correct answers. They're the only ones that know right from wrong. And they are the ones that are, you know, best equipped to navigate this world and everyone should just submit to their authority. And the reality of that is, is that's nothing but, you know, puffed up pride, really just making you kind of look like an idiot to all the people who are just trying to, you know, walk through this clumsy world. And uh, it creates an enormous amount of dysfunction and a lot of conflict and you get a lot of abrasive resistance from the world around you when you face life that way. Um, next understand that perfection is an illusion of this world. True perfection died in the garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. Uh, when they were kicked out of the garden, that was the last time this world ever seen any sort of perfection. Uh, we live in a world that is always in a state of imperfection. In Romans 8, Paul tells us that all creation is crying out for the return of Christ and that we all groan in hope of our sonship and daughtership with the Father. We will only know perfection when we enter heaven. So why waste an ounce of energy here on earth lamenting or grieving over this world's imperfections? Kind of put things in into perspective there, guys. You know, there's nothing in this world that is perfect. So uh, the best thing to do is live and let live and just kind of go with the flow and roll with the punches and and not fall too deeply in love with anything in life. You know, I know people who are madly in love with their homes or their cars or their career or their fill in the blank, whatever it is. Sometimes it's their boat. Sometimes it's their social life. And I got news for you. Everything in this world has an expiration date on it. And when you hit that expiration date and change comes knocking at your door and you lose your house or you lose your car or your boat or your career or your health or, you know, something like that, 
then you're just completely blown out of the water because you put all your love and all your heart into the things of this world when really the only thing we should be putting all of our love and all of our heart into is our relationship with Christ because he is the only one that is is perfect. He is the only one that is going to give us any true level of satisfaction and um, peace and harmony in our lives. Uh, finally, practice being okay with not hitting the mark 100% of the time. Um, the next time you make a mistake, tell yourself this, I'm only human. It's okay that I fail from time to time. I'm still a wonderful person and loved by many. God's grace is sufficient for all things, including my failures. So let me repeat that. This is what you need to say to yourself when you miss the mark. I'm only human, and it's okay that I fail from time to time. I'm still a wonderful person and loved by many. God's grace is sufficient for all things, including my failures. And then refuse to allow yourself to get depressed or beat yourself up over these things. Because the conversation, if you're like me, that you would have when you missed a mark is, I can't believe I'm this stupid. I'm never going to get anything right. I'm going to be a failure my whole life. I'm never going to have anything in this world. God really doesn't, you know, love me as much as everybody thinks that, you know, he loves me. You know, he just tolerates me. And yeah, I might be going to heaven, but he's not really doing anything right now to make my life any easier. Every single bit of that are lies straight from the pits of hell. Don't buy it, guys. Do not buy it. Give yourself a break. Tell yourself that you're only human, that you still are a wonderful person and loved by many, and that God's grace is sufficient for all things, including your failures. Think about that. Let that set in. Sometimes we just need to stand up and go visit some friends or do something productive. Far too many times our problems consume us because we don't stay busy or connected with healthy people in our lives. That is as important as anything in this whole conversation, guys. You know, we have to stay connected. We are built for connection. The technology that we hold in our hands and that we use to, you know, surf the internet and social media and all that does everything in its power to disconnect us from people around us, even though it feels like you're being connected to people on social media and stuff like that. We're talking about face-to-face connection. You need to get out of your house, get off your couch, get out from in front of the TV and the computer and the, and the Xbox, and you need to go out and live life in this world and connect with other healthy people that can help you be the best person you can be. And you're going to help someone else be the best person they can be. That's what the Bible talks about when it's talking about iron sharpening iron. Guys, I hope this really blessed you today. I hope there was something here that hit a nerve and and ministered to you. Um, If you're an all or nothing thinker, well, you're in good company, okay? Because there's many people in the Bible that were all or nothing thinkers. I believe Peter was a great example of an all or nothing thinker, you know? Um, And he failed many, many times and God still loved him and Jesus still accepted him and and, uh, he did great and mighty things uh, for the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Guys, I pray that you have a great week, a great weekend. In Jesus' name I pray, be blessed.